We are continuing the Chayadam and Klal Dalad. Just want to thank those that responded to yesterday's uh, challenge of finding a source for not going to, for a pregnant woman not going to a cemetery or to a levaya. Um, again, there's no real halachic source. I will be neither put a, a five-minute uh, recording on the Google Drive for those that want to look into it more to to explain what the possible source would be for that. Okay, so moving further. Moving on, so we dis- we began the discussion of layer b'chayavestavar. That one is not allowed to speak dvarim shabbatusha. You can't daven, you can't bench, you can't learn um, if a erva is in front of you. Now, unlike by makom tinof in klal gimel, where your bathroom or garbage truck, there it says kadesh. Your whole machana has to be kadesh, and the gemara says that even hear her, even just thinking and learning, just thinking about um, something would be us. Or one is not allowed to think and learning. When he's in a makam tinaf. However, by erva it says ervas davar. So the Gemara says dibor is aser. You know how to speak in learning, but here it would be mutter. For an example, someone is uh, in the mikvah, erv kippur, and he wants to do tshuva while he's in the mikvah. There will be no problem if he's mahar or tshuva. There wouldn't be a nisser. Or let's say someone um, wants to. Uh, he's he's on he's on a train and he can't he can't look around. It's it's terrible. But he wants to think in learning. So halach lemaisa would be. He'd be allowed to think and learning without having to turn away or close his eyes. That would be fine because only Dibor is Asr and not Herr. Uh, just one point from yesterday. We we mentioned the concept of Tznias depending, not Tznias, but the is the Mukamus Muchasim is dependent on uh, standards in the community. So as someone rightfully pointed out to me, there are minimum standards. Halachalamaisa, we pass in the Shochanarach and Moldi Achran and Paskin that. When it, there's a minimum standard that even if the community doesn't keep, it will still be called mukamis mukhasim, and if it's exposed, one would not be allowed to make a bracha to it uh, in front of it. That would be uh, the shaykh shalisha, which would, according to the Mishabru, who's very makel, he's the makel shita, he says that would go up until the knees, and uh, above the elbow, that would also be considered erva. Um, even if the custom in that community is to not uh, cover those parts, um, there's still the minimum standard. When do we uh, take into consideration what the community does? So that would be for extra extra things, like um, you go to square. If you go to square and you're not uh, you're wearing flip flops, so you're definitely going against the minog. Uh, the communities in between, I'm not sure. Depends where you live. So when it's beyond the halacha, when it comes to just minhagim of what of what women do, then we we uh, go into the community and we try to figure out what the community standards are, and uh, based on that, if the community standards are that they wear, uh, they, they cover their, their arms um, all the way till their, till their wrists, and they'll, they do not go barefoot, so then, halachically, one would not be able to make a bracha next to a woman who is not um, dressed like the community standard. <clears throat> One more point about ketanims, even though uh, for erva mamish, a three-year-old girl already has a status of, of erva, but Chazanish points out that's only for erva mamish. However, you have, a, I don't know, a six-year-old girl who walks to shul, she comes to shul with her father, to daven, so she she doesn't have to be dressed like a Yaakov girl. Uh, at what point, the Chazanish says, it depends on the girl, every girl's different. When she starts looking like a, a, a woman, so then there would be a need for her to keep all those halachas, or to for the, for a man to be concerned about that when he's davening.
However, if she's still a little girl, so then then she's allowed to go to shul. She doesn't have to dress up, you know, with a long skirt and, and the whole thing. You know, sometimes you see three-year-old girls dressed like that. It might be a chinuch point, but halachically the Chazanish says there will be no requirement for, uh, for that. And just uh, on the topic of earplanes and you know, someone's by a conference, so if there are cheers that divide, that separate between you and, and the Isha and you can't see her, so obviously that's not a problem. So let's say in your row on your, uh, on your, on your flight, you know, it's good. So you don't have to start figuring out if people in front of you are not dressed properly. As long as you can't see it, then it's fine. You'd be allowed to dive in, in your seat. <clears throat> so the Chayavim continues that in, in Halacha Tess, we're going to get back to a few things um, soon, but in Halacha Tess, he says that Re'i is totally believed. The Gemara says that seeing is based on your heart. It says, so then there's a concept of that a person's heart should not see his erva. And the Gemara gives you an example. Let's say a person's wearing a robe and and even though his erva is covered, but there's nothing separating between his heart and his erva. So he has to tie a belt. And that may be the original, original makar for a gartel. There are other reasons why people wear a gartel. But that would be in order to separate being liboy la erva. There's a simon in Shulchan Aruch, simon reish, in Hilchas uh, Nida, which tries to figure out if women are included in this or not. Um, Pashas, women are not included in this iser of, or in this concern of liboy rois erva. However, the poiskim in simon reish, they say that the minog for Ashkenazim who make the bracha in the mikvah would be for them to fold their arms, um, you know, between their uh, fold their arms against their body to be to separate bein liba la'erva, and that's how they get around this concern of liba royas erva. Um, it's only a chumrah because mikra din from the mission in Chala, it's mashma that women would not have an issue of liba royas erva. Okay, let's go to. There's two more topics here. Two more major topics in the in the halachas of of of. Uh, of different Torah connected erva, one of them is Sabi erva. That the hair of women is considered erva. The Gemara says that the Feirish that Sabi erva it's in Klal Halacha Hey. Vaser be Torah person is not allowed to say Divrei Torah um, next to women's hair. So the Chayavim says Vedafka in only when they are Nesuin when they're married. Sheish behem Isra Torah leilach begiloi, but besulois. So a girl who's not married, there would be no issue of, of um, saying stavening or saying a bracha in front of her hair. There would be no issue. There's an interesting question. What if she is uh, the night of a chuppah, the wedding day? What if she just got nesuin? You're standing under the chuppah and you get a bracha. They call you to be, uh, you're, you're saying one of the brachas by the share of brachas. So there's, Different minhagim and clients, so some have the minute that the kala wears a shaito right away. By the um, by the chuppah, she's already wearing a shaito. Some start wearing a shaito after the ikharum. Some won't wear a shaito to the next day. So there are different minhagim, and each of them do have a source in halacha, in, in the minhagim and and therefore, let's say you get a bracha under the chuppah, you don't have to start being makbid, because there is a, there are shaitas in halacha that women do not, that a kala does not have to cover here until until the next day or until she goes home from the wedding. So therefore, one would be allowed to make a bracha even though uh, her hair is not covered. 
there is a uh, Rav Shechter says that Rav Salvechik, when he, he would uh, get the Masada or get a bracha, he would always ask for a siddur because many of the kalas would not be dressed properly. Not about the hair. They just, Stam wouldn't, wouldn't be dressed properly in order for him to, to make a bracha. So he didn't want to embarrass them. So he always read off a siddur. He didn't want to turn around. So he read off a siddur, read, read off the uh, Sheva Bracha's card so not to, uh, not to embarrass them. There is a there is Arach HaShochan. Arach HaShochan says, let's say you live in a community. Now, he's bemoaning the fact. He's not encouraging this. But he says, let's say, unfortunately, your entire community, they do not um, they do not cover their hair. And that was what happened in Europe. Um, it's interesting, because if you look at the Gemara, it's a Beferish Gemara, that there is probably an Isidara for a woman not to cover her hair. Um, yet, there are many pictures of Russia Yeshiva, of communities in Lithuania and other parts of Europe, where clearly they did not cover their hair. So there are those who wrote articles trying to defend what, why they did that. But if, we, if we're speaking halachically, um, very hard to find a limatzchos. However, the Shulchan says for a man to make a bracha while he's facing it, so it depends. If it's normal, um, if the women there in that community all do not cover their hair, so then he's already used to it. He's Ragoba. And he says here does not have the same din as Shaikh or as Evermamish. So there would it would really depend on the custom of the community. And therefore you'd be able to, you'd be allowed to make the bracha. Ramasha Feinstein says the same thing. He says, I'm not telling you that they're allowed to have their hair uncovered, but there's two different things. One thing is what they have to do as Das Yehudis. The other thing is what a man is or what, what a man is allowed to uh, say to Armshim Kedusha facing it. So if you live in a community where people do not cover the hair, then you'd be allowed to make uh, a bracha, keneged uh, sar shalisha. Um, what about a shetel? So Ramosha says, a shetel, most of the poiskim um, historically were matter the shetel. So you're allowed, to, you're allowed, obviously, allowed to wear a shetel and you're allowed to make a bracha while facing a, a shetel, which is called peyanachras in Allah. If you ever see that term, it's talking about our uh, our shetels. So he says, I, it's maris ayin. Maybe it looks like they're not wearing, they're not covering their hair. So Ramosha says, women know when their friends are wearing a shetel and when they're not. And and uh, we know that from people wear shetel, so even though it might look like here, it might be pretty, it might be nicer than their hair, it's still mutter, there's no problem with maris ayin, and that's considered that their hair is covered. There is a, Ramayusha just has another tshuva about a woman who's divorced or an, or an amana. So there, Ramayusha has a chedesh, that there's two different things. A married woman has to cover here, that's that's probably Minataira. You could call it either an Isser Lav. We learned that from Saita. That's either a Lav or some type of Mitzvah Haseh. But an Amana or a Grusha, so she doesn't have the same Chiv to cover her hair. So there it's probably only a Dinder Abanan of Dasi Hudis, which, which would be a Minog. So when it comes to a Minog, let's say someone's going to lose a lot of money. So the, the case of Moshe was asked about was someone's not going to get a job if they cover their hair, if they keep wearing a Shetel, assuming that's the, that's the case. So then Ramosha says, we know that up to 20, one would only have to spend up to 20% for a mitzvah, uh, not more. And therefore he'd be more makel for a grusha or an amana. Um, the same c- could be considered when someone's the tsar, if someone uh, gets divorced very young, and the sheta reminds them of their ex-husband. So the R. Poiskim that try to extend Ramosha's hatter, that if someone's the tsar, so then perhaps we no longer have a minog when someone's the tsar. So that's all the halachas of, of uh, hair covering. Mirat Hashem, tomorrow we'll go to the next piece, 
which is zemer beisha. If a woman is singing, kol beisha eva, which would be, let's say, a person's shopping, he's in the mall, or his wife's shopping in the mall, and he's trying to get a burger, or he's getting a, getting ice cream, he wants to know, can I make a bracha? There's music blaring in the background, women singing, am I allowed to make a bracha when there's kol isha? So we'll get to that tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem.